I speak to you in the name of the loving creator, beloved redeemer, the holy sustainer. Amen. I am not a basketball expert, no enthusiast, but I was recently impressed by the NBA story. Upon hearing it, I pondered the question, what makes a team to be excellent or successful? What virtues can be cultivated to create a winning culture? What spirit is required from its members? A star player on the Golden State Warriors, Clay Thompson, tore his ACL in the 2019 NBA Final. Many fans speculated that when Jordan, Jordan Paul was signed following the week in the NBA draft, that they had just hired Thompson replacement. Thompson will go on to suffer another major leg injury. And it took 294 days before Clayton or Clay uh, would be back on the court with his team. In the meantime, Paul stepped in into the role Thompson left open and quickly excelled. Now, what makes this story remarkable was how Thompson responded. Would there be anger, competition, bitterness, backsliding, fear, shame, or hopelessness? Did the two teammates had an awkward relationship. Rather, Thompson made a pivotal choice, guided by wisdom, humility, and vulnerability. Thompson chose to mentor his successor, Paul, instead of competing with him. Similarly, Clay Thompson chose to give himself to his team in new ways and took risk. By walking alongside Jordan Pole, when he literally could not walk, he shared his knowledge, expertise, without fearing for his position. Even more remarkable, the team awarded a new five-year, $190 million contract to the injured player. This act highlighted not only the fruits of maturity, but also how much the team loves and trusts Thompson. Do you think the outcome would have been the same had it been every man for himself. 
if Thompson chose antagonism over partnership, had Thompson not taken risk on a radical different way of being. Similarly, in today's gospel passage, we notice Jesus invites his followers and disciples to do something new and take risk for the kingdom of God. He calls them to humility, vulnerability, discernment, and trust. In this gospel passage, we encounter Jesus choosing and sending out 70 or 72 disciples ahead of him to share the good news of Jesus. Did, did Jesus not send the 12 in previous uh, chapter? Why appoint 72 more? Why in pairs? It is only in the Lucan gospel that reports this mission of the 72. Perhaps Luke is highlighting the fact that the work of the kingdom of God is not only for Jesus or the 12, but it's about the work all are called to. This is a team sport. The kingdom of God is about universal and inclusive people of God doing the work together. Throughout the gospel, we see Jesus keeping company with all kinds of people. He controversially included women in a world that was patriarchal. The book of Acts further developed this idea that the proclaiming the kingdom of God is both universal and inclusive. Assuredly, the kingdom of God is about all people participating in the sharing the good news. How did Jesus instruct the 72 in sharing with others? In partnership, in humility, and vulnerability. It seems that the process of sharing the gospel was much for those proclaiming this message as it was for those receiving it. If the 72 followed Jesus' instruction, not only would they be demonstrating the true gospel, but they would be formed by it themselves. He sends them out two by two in pairs ahead of the place he will go. Though the gospel writer does not give much details about what actually happened on the mission adventure, Jesus does give clear instructions on how they were to conduct themselves. He warns them that there is a lot of work to be done. 
but few are willing to do it. That the work is risky and dangerous, including all kinds of hardship, discomfort, and suffering. There will be a lot of trying and failing. Hostility should not surprise them and is something to be expected. Jesus says, See, I am sending you out like lambs in the midst of wolves. However, Jesus comforts them that they can depend on the Lord of the harvest. That he will recruit scout workers for his kingdom. Furthermore, they will be partnered in the work and will not be asked to work alone. Likewise, Jesus commissions them to be people of peace in the midst of rejection and persecution. Aggression and violence should not be their strategy in proclaiming the good news of the gospel of God. They will be showing another way, the way of the kingdom of God. They are the people who are marked with humility, which is not a quality of attitude, but is also seen in action and conduct. Jesus instructs to remain in the same house, eating and drinking whatever they provide, for the laborers deserve to be paid. Do not move from house to house. This posture is a hard one. How much more for our current culture, filled with choices and consumption? It can be very difficult to be content when many options are in front of us. You might even lose the sense of peace. So too, the 72 might have struggled with second-guessing themselves in this vulnerable position they found themselves in. And they are in being homeless, resourceless, and reliant on the host. They might have been asking did I choose the right place or host? Have I missed the perfect cuisine or the better house? Do I really need to be doing this at all? Yet, Jesus declared, eat what is before you. Remember what marks the people of peace is contentment with whatever situation they find themselves. Another virtue that this passage leads us to is hospitality. Hospitality and vulnerability work like hand in glove. Hospitality is making room for the other and cleaning out your own baggage as the host or guest. This is both vulnerable and brave space. Jesus commands them, carry no purse, no bag, no sandals, 
There is no material possession, possession that can create such a virtue in a person. It only comes through act of trust and submission, of humility and vulnerability, placing oneself in the hands of others, believing that God is there to receive you. Good athletes and coaches recognize that playing a sport means to engage in relationships with others to make up the team. Good athletes and coaches have a clear understanding that the game is bigger than themselves. What is required to embrace this kind of virtue? What is possible if you ask to do something that is hard and may not come natural to you? It takes one step forward and commitment to trust that the Lord has you. Coach, our coach, Jesus, asked us to embrace the virtues of partnership, humility, hospitality, and vulnerability. Knowing that others might be hostile and cause danger. However, he sees your heart as you take risk and try something new. He promises he will never leave you nor forsake you. My challenge for you this week is to speak to or pray for or serve someone, someone new in a way that is bold and humble. Take a risk at the invitation of Jesus. Seek a new opportunity to serve maybe in a program, I don't know, maybe a people group, a person you might have overlooked, or pray for those you hate. Pray for them. You know them, you can see them. People are drowning with loneliness and stress and are looking for those who are willing to help them out of that pool. We are like the 72, ask to step out within the holy act of mutuality, vulnerability, and humility. The kingdom of God is experienced. The gospel, the good news of the gospel becomes not just a fact, becomes good news. The redemption and freedom of Jesus is made known. Just, just imagine then with me, friends. Imagine, imagine being a people who are willing to go out their way to serve and mentor others. Just, just, just imagine Chapel of the Cross being a place where people are taking risk and doing something new for the kingdom. Imagine this place filled with joy and people rejoicing because they are amazed at what God is doing in Chapel Hill and surrounding. Imagine, imagine experiencing the virtues of partnership, humility, 
hospitality and vulnerability from followers of Jesus. How would people react to those virtues? Do you think they would not want to be part of that Jesus movement? Be embraced by people of peace? Just, just imagine the possibilities for the kingdom of God and Jesus movement in Chapel Hill and surrounding. Amen. The Chapel of the Cross is an Episcopal church in the heart of Chapel Hill and the university community. Find out more at thechapelofthecross.org. There you can find our latest news and events, connect with our pastoral care team, Faith in Action Ministries, and offer a prayer request. You can also find us on social media, on Instagram at thechapelofthecross, and on Facebook and Twitter at C-O-T-C, Chapel Hill. May you be nourished by the word to serve in the world.